Welcome to Oakright's podcast, In The Frame, episode 18. This is the podcast for self-builders where we try and answer any question that you may have regarding designing and building your dream oak-framed home. Today I have with me Helen Needham, Head of Architecture at Oakright's, Craig Holden, Business Development. So Helen is designing houses, Craig has recently built a house, and today we are going to be discussing sustainable heating systems for your new home. There are certain contemporary styles where there might be grey slates where we can actually have a, a solar tile uh, where that's really that technology is really coming along. And then to have your PV on that roof so your house is looking beautiful but you're gaining maximum advantage from a PV from a garage. And we run our house with a mechanical ventilation unit for the reasons of build control require it. So... Where shall we start? Okay, Tim, I think the first thing that we start is a a fabric first approach. So we're actually looking at the building fabric around a home. Um, The thing is we we spend money on heating up our homes and actually we want to try and retain that heat as the first and foremost thing. So in an Oakwright's home, we actually do a post and beam style frame. So we have the frame sitting on the inside of the structure with our uh, very carefully detailed encapsulation system wrapping around it like a warm jacket on the outside. So it's almost like a tea cosy. Yes. (laughs) And uh, it's one of those funny things, isn't it? We we are known for designing and, and we are aiming to design beautiful houses for our customers. But alongside that beauty now, we have to focus on the energy efficiency of the house. So really, before we even get into thinking, well, alongside thinking about what heating system we're going to be using, we're actually, you as a team, are actually thinking about how how the fabric of the house works to retain that heat that we're going to generate. So that's interesting. Absolutely. So firstly, it's within the detailed junctions of the actual fabric. So where the wall meets the floor, it's been so carefully detailed to prevent any air leakage within that. And equally, where the wall meets the roof, it's the same kind of careful and thoughtful detailing. So we're not getting any cold bridging and losing any any of that heat. So what you are generating, every little bit of heat you generate, you want to retain within the house. And one of those things is, is you have a great super uh, insulated wall roof system, fantastic U-value, but it's only as good as the gaps or the air leakage, isn't it? So you need a, a super, very low U-value, super insulated system for the walls and the roof, but you also need as airtight as possible. And then that has knock-on effects to what type of heating system you can use and, to, and, the, and the sort of ventilation of the house, doesn't it, going forwards? Absolutely. So because we actually, because the system is so airtight, um, we actually need to create ventilation within it. So um, we're we're by wrapping up this um, uh, building fabric, we're we're um, uh, we need this ventilation. So we actually have what we call an MVHR system, the mechanical vent heat recovery. So it's allowing that constant um, circulation of airflow uh, to create a healthy and comfortable living environment. Okay, so Craig, you've gone through this process as a, as a self-builder. Now, I know that you are in the industry, but what would you say to the person out there dreaming of building their, their, their forever home and, and, and wanting to get it right? Uh, what would the considerations be and what did you find on, on, on your journey? Um, so our journey, so our journey was two years ago now and we were adamant that fabric first was the approach. 
you know, I could sort of see at that point that bills are starting to go up in energy costs and we wanted going forward something which is going to be cost effective to run. So we went with the Ocrites system and package system. Our, our air tightness was very low. It was point, uh, 0.95. Passive is 0.65. The air changes per hour. Yes. Um, so we uh, and we run our house with a mechanical ventilation unit for the reasons of building control require it. Now, I was a bit out of my depth, I'm not going to lie, to start with as a forced ventilation unit. I didn't know where to start, you know, what it was all about. But you sort of know what these things are, don't you? But it's when you I think sometimes when you actually get down to looking at your own home, you've probably learned a vast amount. Oh, yeah. Well, the house balances itself now with that mechanical ventilation unit. So it takes moisture out of the rooms with taps and also smells. So kitchens, bathrooms, uh, utility rooms. Every other room is a supply. Uh, that room, the rooms that it's been extracted, the kitchens, bathrooms, is, is sent into the atmosphere. New fresh air is brought into a holding tank, and then that's heated to the same temperature as the house and dispersed across evenly. So our house is a constant twenty-three degrees, and it's got constant fresh air. Fantastic. So. Other considerations before we get onto the actual heating systems with the new regulations now, Helen, what other considerations are there to think about, which you have to think about for the customer within the design process? Well, I think the, fir the first thing is actually when we go to a site, we're actually looking at the, the light and orientation of the site and actually how to design that. So we're, that helps us to, um, as well as the client's wish list, we're looking at that in detail. We're, lo we're looking at how to create the form and scale and mass of the building. Um, and we can use that orientation to our advantage within the design. And there is the... Every building plot in the UK has its little idiosyncrasies. You know, we all dream of that sort of quarter, half an acre plot gently facing south with a lovely view. That doesn't always occur, very rarely occurs. So you have a lot of things to think about. It's where the view is, how you're going to gain the best for the uh, family who are living in the house to look out of the house and get the best views, but also the energy efficiency of the house, and the, which will be dictated by the orientation, the way the plot slopes. There might be trees on the, on the site that cannot be cut down. There's a, a TPO on those trees, so you have to take that into consideration. Also, there may be things from the site you do not want to see certain directions. So we've mentioned that, you, that, that building plots in the UK have their, their own little idiosyncrasies. Helen, within the design, what do you have to think about there or what do you try and do within your, when you're looking at the design of a, of a house? So when we're um, embracing the client's wish list, we start to think about how they'll actually use those spaces on a daily basis. And also how we, from a thermal efficiency point of view, how we might use, um, for example, solar gain to our advantage. So it could be we know that in the morning um, they, the clients say if they have a kitchen breakfast area, we may be having east facing windows and glazing to actually let in that morning light and really get gaining advantage of that solar uh, solar morning light. And I know that uh, with the new regulations, the amount of glazing, that has to be taken into consideration, not only for keeping the house warm in the winter, but also for to stop the overheating of a, of a house in the summer. And, and, and has that made much difference to the way you design houses now, Helen? Absolutely. It's making us uh, consider even further. Um, uh, so to, to explain in the building regulations in June of this year, 2022, 
the in the approved documents they brought out uh, a new part L, um, a revised part L, which is to do with energy consumption, but equally a new, a completely new approved document called part O, which is to do with overheating. Um, and within that, we think very carefully about the amount of glazing in a building and the orientation of that glazing. So it makes it quite challenging. You've got to try, you're trying to design a beautiful house. You're trying to take, uh, take advantage of the views. You're trying to make the house work for, for the family living there so they can really enjoy, enjoy the home, but, but what they can see or how they can look out of their home and, and see what, what, what is outside to best advantage. But also linked to that, you then have to consider overheating in the summer and, uh, and keeping the house warm in the winter. Now, Craig, we mentioned earlier that uh, each building plot in the UK has its own little idiosyncrasies, and yours is you know, a compact plot so you didn't you a lot was not a great amount of scope for which way you could orientate the house you had to sort of really run with what the what the plot dictated how has that worked for you um our sunroom sits directly in the sunlight all day long uh so okay. in the summer we've opted for a solar control glass um that helps with the direct uv so you haven't got that penetration of heat coming through okay um which makes a massive difference you know things like furniture don't leach you don't get the greenhouse effect of you can use it in the summer when it's boiling hot and in the winter it's not freezing so you're cold. saying in the summer yeah you can sit in your sunroom and it's comfortable comfortable cooler in the summer but yeah. still warm in, the, in winter. the winter okay so that's great so now then shall we actually get on to heating systems what heating systems are there out there historically if i just talk about historically because i'm a little bit older i can remember these historical things um we would start off with oil fired argus i installed lots of oil fired argus when i was younger uh, gas boilers double condensing boilers so those are burning fossil fuels um, when i was younger we actually had a, a, a solid fuel rayburn in our home where it would be coal and wood going forwards though we need renewables we need green energy and we're now really looking at air source and ground source heat pumps principally now are you finding hello that within the designs of the houses going forward, what are the most popular and what, what are the reasons we're going in the direction of certain systems? Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd concur that we, we really are going down the route of an air or ground source heat pump. Um, it, from a design point of view, I think it's important to say that uh, within that, there's a certain amount of equipment that comes with it. And so we always try and design in a plant room. So when we, we're actually designing a plant room, we um, we don't necessarily need all this beautiful oak within it. We, we could actually do that as a structural software add-on to a design. Um, equally, we're thinking about the orientation of that. And, and from an efficiency point of view, we're thinking about lessening pipe runs and so on. So it could be that um, we've designed this stunning house very much orientating on uh, views and, and, and the actual layout and flow of a home. Uh, but it could be that we're, we're adding a bolt-on plant room to that space. Um, it could could even be part of the utility room or it could be uh, uh, tapped onto the, the, the external garage. But within that, there's lots of considerations as to where we put a plant room and also the amount of space that's yes. required within it. I think going back to when I was a lot younger, it was a boiler and that was it. But now it is a full plant room, isn't it, really, with houses, with the new systems. They do take up space. And sometimes if the garage is close, reasonably close to the house, then you can have a plant room in the garage and pipe the hot water and energy 
through into the house and, and that works very efficiently so that's taking yes. that space rather than it being within the house that's taking it out into the garage likewise if you were constructing a basement which we do on a reasonably regular basis now uh, you could have the plant room down down in the basement potentially okay so we're talking ground source air source what are the situations there what are the differences why would you go for one over the other the main options at the moment is ground source air source biomass Yes. solar pv and battery um each of them have got their own qualities all of them are green um the where i i would say helen and i stumble with the different green um renewables is ground source needs a lot of space in the way of its coils lay into the ground or a borehole or, or a borehole which is um, expensive which though. is an expensive so route, that into yeah. consideration yeah. um Air source, um, and in its nature, has to be on an external elevation of your building, and it has to be open to the elements. You can't close it in. It needs no. air filtration around it all of the time. So that could possibly go by the garage. Could go by the garage. It can go on a an uh, an elevation which is maybe out of say north elevations where not all you know depending on site orientation. Again, while well, we're talking about design, it can be hidden away. Yeah. Um, obviously, solar PV fantastic, but my personal preference is it looks with what we build um you've really got to get that into the design so that's so with that the solar pv is going to go principally normally on a roof so building beautiful houses doesn't look as attractive as it could so therefore the idea would be in an ideal world would be to orientate your garage to gain in the best orientation to gain the best of solar gain and then to have your pv on that roof so your house is looking beautiful, but you're gaining maximum advantage from the PV from the garage. Uh, or you could go for a little solar garden. Plant your, have your uh, vegetables all planted in between your solar panels. Um, so that would be a, a way. And then we have biomass. Now that does, that does take up some space, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you've got to have all the pellets delivered in. You've got to have quite a big burner. Structure, yeah. yeah so, so that is a structure almost of its own out close to the house. And we do build that for customers. And it does work very successfully. But you do, you do need the space. You do need the space. I mean, most of our clients would put it into a single bay of the garage. So it's got the pellet and the boiler into a single bay. Obviously, it's using quite a bit of space. Yes. And that generates. In efficiency terms, if you were to go and base just on efficiency, ground source is the most efficient then it's air source, then it's biomass, and in between there, depend because you can't unfortunately generate enough in the way of solar. Obviously, if you've got a farm, then yes, you can, but on a generic uh, three-bedroom, four-bedroom house, you can't, there's, it doesn't generate enough to run that house okay, efficiently. So, so that could be part of the whole package. Generally, yeah, and you can, you can use it for wa heating water or supplying a battery to yeah. charge that battery. Okay. So then we did, we did, we did you, you just then you mentioned batteries and going forwards, I think we are going to be able to have batteries that we charge from solar in the daytime, in daytime and uh, the batteries are charging up and then you can use that energy within, within the house. Day, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's massive at the moment. It's, uh, it's the new push forward. They're combined. I mean, that battery would be more than capable to run that air or ground source heat pump. So what you're slowly doing is getting further away from mainstream energy and grants what grants are there out there at the present moment so at the present moment um if you are 
refurbishing. You can get grants up to £5,000 for an air source heat pump from the government or 6000 for a ground source. Um, we are in the industry of new build housing. So ours this works in a slightly different scheme where we've got the same grant as in monetary value, 5000 yes. for, but it is a payback scheme. So they will pay you back up to £5,000 for a air source or 6000 for a ground source and that's paid back quarterly or monthly from whoever the provider of that unit would would be but it's obviously a government incentive so they would be paid for it in in turn okay. coming through so helen what are you finding I, I i think i know the answer but what are you finding you're designing mostly with houses now which systems are you going for um the majority at the moment are actually air source heat pumps where um there are still ground source uh, heat pumps out there but i, I do find uh, actually the combination of an air source heat pump and a solar array can be really it can create a nearly nil bill running house actually uh, within the sol solar panels i will add to completely concur that um uh, actually putting them on the roof of uh, your house uh, may not n look uh, the prettiest there are certain contemporary styles where there might be gray slates where we can yeah. actually have a, a solar tile uh, where that's really that technology is really coming along um, and I agree I think um, when we're looking at that design we're looking at the amount and the actual orientation of the roof and the, also the pitch of the roof so um gaining that solar gain at the at the, at the correct level can be be really um thought about in that early design stage and mechanical ventilation and heat recovery the more mechanical ventilation heat recovery can link in with the heating system and then the more airtight the house the more efficient the unit works the less cost to run so a positive circle there really the more airtight the more efficient the more efficient the less energy being used and the more healthy living environment you create well that's been very interesting um, thank you very much indeed and i i hope that you have enjoyed our little discussion regarding the the, the heat systems for your home i think to conclude we're, we're really saying that to start off with first point is you need a very well insulated house Second point, you need a very airtight house, ideally to be most efficient. Then it sounds like that the most popular at the moment is a air source heat pump potentially linked to solar. So going forwards, those would be the, 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 the ideal total package at this present moment. I hope you've enjoyed episode 18 of Oakrites in the Frame. And please follow us on all social media and get in touch. Let us know what you would like to learn about regarding self-build.